0: Hello Steven Universe fans and welcome back to another episode of the Afterbuzz TV Steven Universe After Show. We're covering episodes 96 through 100, and we'll see you after the opening.
1: You're tuning in to the destination for TV Superfan discussion,
0: AfterBuzz
1: TV. And now, let the Buzz Begin!
0: We have officially hit a hundred episodes, you guys. That is one hell of a landmark for any TV series, and it's pretty dang awesome that we've managed that.
1: Animated
0: one. Yeah, I think *Darkwing Duck* hit ninety nine. Uh,
1: it was like ninety one. It, yeah. it was close. It got it was
0: super close,
1: criminally
0: close. <laughs> and then they just went, "Nope." Boo. So yeah, we we have a hundred episodes because. Numbering shenanigans made all of the shorts an episode at some point. I don't know when that happened. We don't understand
1: it either. It's fine.
0: I, <laughs> I don't understand anything Cartoon Network's doing right now, but you know what? That's okay. I'm okay with my life. So, we are here to discuss the landmark episode and the whole lot of pain that comes with it. With me tonight is the wonderful Megan Salinas. Hey,
1: everybody. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N.
0: And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at KiaJay. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. We have a Twitter hashtag, A-B-T-V-S-U, and if we can get the live chat up on the monitor, that would be awesome. Uh, we will let you live chat people know if we can see it and yes throw something in the hashtag, throw something in the live chat you may well get a shout out Emma is not with us tonight she is uh, vacationing on Homeworld so <laughs> we will see her back soon at some point provided she survives Homeworld
1: I, I mean it one the one thing that really stood out to me amongst all these episodes was I was like ooh has, Homeworld has gladiatory arenas that sounds cool. Are we really surprised? No, not at all. But at the same in time, in any capacity, like, I I would watch that TV program. That's all I'm saying. I would love a flashback episode about one of the crystal gems being a former gladiatorial com- combatant. I, I
0: feel like those would be the crystal gems that died in the diamond details. attack. Details, details, right? Uh, Andrew, let me dream, Katie. Andrew in the chat says Emma will be back with limb enhancers. <laughs> And Rue in the chat says she was very close to sending us a pizza last week. Oh which <laughs> we really appreciate that. It probably would have arrived at some point after the episode was over, so I Thank we still you, really appreciate it That's though. You're so a glorious sweet. human being. Thank you. Um, Chad is requesting we talk about bismuth like right now. Okay, do we want we can, to talk about Bismuth? Like right now, we can go out of order. We can do that. It's okay. Let's I mean, again, that. it's, it's a what's a on everyone's mind.
1: Episode and Steven Universe as a series is really episodic, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, we can talk about that. That's fine. Yeah, because
0: the other three here kind of need to be back to back to back for stuff. But
1: Bismuth, yeah, it's kind of like cow. a trilogy and then a two-parter. So we can talk about the two-parter first.
0: And we we actually laid some groundwork for Bismuth in that her gem in that bubble has been in Lion's Mane since the first. First time Stephen went in there. This isn't a, suddenly there's a gem. This is a, it's a fixture, and he only just now interacted with it.
1: I, I will say that I'm really glad that they took the time to lay all that groundwork. Um, You know, in having that gem there being bubbled all those episodes ago, and then even uh, not that long ago in Lapis Lazuli's flashback when she's giving her backstory about how she got stuck on Earth, we see that Bismuth, or a Bismuth was the one that poofed her uh, and, you know, caused her to get stuck on Earth. You know, she was caught up in the fray. So I'm really glad that they laid the groundwork for that because I will be 100% honest, for the first couple minutes after she was introduced, I was really afraid that this character was going to come off as very fanficky. like, she's a crystal gem, and Garnet and Pearl are just crazy about her, and things like that, so I was a little concerned. The payoff was fantastic, though. The, the emotional payoff was really good, and after those initial moments, like the rest of the the way this character was executed was really well done. Yeah,
0: the things really started to fall into place for that. And I love that Amethyst had that moment of she was an original crystal gem. No one said anything about her including Rose that seemed suspicious. That it's like, okay, what the he- And rewatching this episode and seeing some of those facial expressions knowing what happened. Oh, oh, oh my god. What? This is well done. And
1: and again, it's one of those things. Again, yeah, once once you have that little bit of dramatic irony, you know, in your back pocket while rewatching it, it takes on an entirely new meaning. But you can also sort of tell from the get go that something's not right. Because why would, just from the moment she's introduced, why would an original member of the Crystal Gems have been bubbled and then kind of, you know, Tucked away. Yeah. Not in the bubble room. Nobody knew what happened to her. Rose in particular, like, oh, we thought you went missing. I but- lost track of her. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's one of those things where like you can sort of tell, even though business's not saying anything, and then like later on in the episode, her 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 omission, you know, of like I was working on this since well, it doesn't really matter,
0: <laughs> you know. That, Since before things occurred. Yeah, now And
1: even after she was reunited with everybody, you know, and they're like, what happened to you? She didn't say anything, you know. The The conversation kept moving because they were just so happy to have her back. And so, yeah, it, the second you really kind of see her interacting with everybody, you know that something's not right.
0: Yeah, and for me that really fell into place Once we got that she was the weaponsmith for them, and then once we hit that sparring scene where she's just really super into it and just keeps
1: She's a little aggressive. She's
0: very aggressive. She's very into it. She's single-minded in her beliefs, and that to an extent, can be terrifying. Because you look at this war, and it's always been framed as the Crystal Gems were just trying to keep Homeworld off of Earth. We didn't want to go kill Homeworld. We didn't want to go screw everything up. We just wanted them out of this particular corner. It was their own little American revolution. Bismuth wanted to go over to Britain and assassinate the king. Like, But that's not what they wanted to do. And so she didn't even see that there was a line there. She saw an end... And made the means to it.
1: Well, and that's the thing, is if we're talking about, like, ideologies in terms of homeworld ideology versus the Crystal Gem ideology, that's the danger of giving everyone freedom of choice. Yeah. People will make choices that maybe run contrary to, I don't know, the Rose Court's belief of, like, we don't have to kill everybody. It's fine.
0: I feel like she went a little wild with her freedom. Not like, you shouldn't have freedom, like, no, that's not... But it's like you introduce a new ideology to someone, and they just go crazy on it. Like, I'm I'm on Tumblr. I see a lot of this. But
1: you can still see the validity of her point. Oh, yeah. If, you know, it's the same, um, like, if we were talking about a more adult show about using, like, some sort of super weapon. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's like, well, what's the cost of using this? Yeah, we will accomplish our goal, but do
0: the— does, the end justify the means and for bismuth it really does and she couldn't understand why it wouldn't and thought it was a failing of roses that this is the tool that will win you the war why aren't you using it? and my first thought is you don't bring a weapon into a fight unless you're prepared to eat it the second home world sees something like that with superior technology with more people who can produce it they're going to come out with that in droves, well, and, and then you're Well,
1: and it's, it's a little bit of an arms race of, like, somebody sees you using that, and it's like, oh, hey, they have a weapon that can shatter a gem at, like, close, you know, hand-to-hand combat. Let's do one that can do it at a distance. Again, because it's one of those superior... There's a technology gap there. You know, Homeworld has a lot more resources at their disposal. They're dwindling, but they've still got a
0: lot more in their arsenal than the Crystal Gems have. Yeah, and so once you introduce a weapon like that, you can't go back. So it's like, oh, that's the game we're playing. Oh, okay. Let's play that game then. And then it becomes an even dirtier war than it was. And just the comments about, I designed this sword for a fair fight. It'll cut through a gem's form, but it won't actually kill a gem. But Homeworld doesn't fight fair, so then I made this. So at one point, she was aligned with Rose's ideals, and she made a weapon well, that was very at much Rose's, Rose's request. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just God, that sword is beautiful. But yeah, that just got Bismuth got really scary, and it was a very gradual build. Like it was always there. And then you just kind of saw it getting revealed piece by piece by piece, and it just, ugh. Well,
1: again, it's one of those things where this is a multi-layered character, even though we only get her for these two episodes. It shows that, like, she's not a bad guy. She is a quote-unquote good guy who's willing to do bad things in order to accomplish something good, like, say, I don't know, maybe avenging all of their fallen friends. Because she lost a lot of people, and granted, she was working on this before before the big battle happened, but she lost a lot of people. You know, she woke up to a completely different world where the only crystal gems that are left are Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl, and
0: Steven. Like, the two people that were lucky enough to be standing next to Rose when the diamond bomb went off. And then someone, and then two other people who came along afterwards. Well, that's and, the world she walked into.
1: And five, and again, thousand
0: years later.
1: On top of that, in her mind, having something that could have prevented that tragedy—like if I had just been able to take my weapon that I created, that I forged with my own hands, and taken the fight to home world—I could have liberated everybody and saved everyone.
0: And we saw that with the if I'd been there, I could have done something. I could have saved With them.
1: Crazy Legs and Snowflake. <laughs> and
0: Snowflake!
1: I'm
0: <laughs> like, honey, did you have a thing for Snowflake? I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah this sad. is someone who was frozen in the middle of a war and still has very much not recovered from it. Um, Andrew in chat pointed out that in making the breaking point she has made a weapon that has essentially removes a gem's ability to change. Because a lot—and after she was talking about, you know, we have choices. We're allowed to do this. We're allowed to be different. We're allowed to—and then she's made a weapon that completely curtails those choices because death is kind of the end.
1: Yeah, it's it's exactly that because, like, we've, we've seen it with gems like Peridot and Lapis where, over time, they've been given the opportunity to change and to learn things and to grow— And if they had just shattered Peridot upon meeting her, we wouldn't have the great and lovable Peridot. Oh
0: my God. (laughs) I cannot imagine this series without Peridot anymore. Peridot has been so much fun. And supposedly we're going to get some more of her next week. And I'm looking for, and by next week, I mean, you know, this week, but we haven't seen today's episode yet. And I am looking forward to that because that just that seems like a but, lot of fun. But
1: Andrew's absolutely right. You, if you kill somebody, you remove their capacity for change and development, and it's it actually is a very anime sort of um, ideology. Like, yeah. I mean. Goku, well, it's if a very anime about, like, show. Yeah, if we're talking about like Dragon Ball Z, or or even like the '90s Sailor Moon, where it was more like, "Hey, we need to reform this person or save this person," instead of Sailor Moon Crystal, where it's just like, "Kill those guys." I'm gonna say '90s um,
0: Sailor Moon killed a lot of people. They did. <laughs> Let's be completely But it real. also
1: offered the chance for redemption for a lot more of the bad guys than Crystal has given us so far a.k.a. the manga, but also Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Like, how many chances did Vegeta get before he finally, like, turned into a a self-led person? guy.
0: (laughs) And that's what a lot of people are hoping for for Jasper. They're hoping for a Vegeta arc where they still remain just a complete jerk and a half but they're but, part of the team.
1: Well, <laughs> a lot of characters in Dragon Ball. If we're talking about, like, from Dragon Ball to the end of Dragon Piccolo. Ball, Piccolo. Piccolo, Yamcha, Yamcha. Tien, Chiaotzu. Does anyone care Eden about Yamcha? Krillin, they did in Dragon Ball. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> we but care like, about a lot of people in Dragon everybody Ball. Everybody that absolute. became friends with Goku was an antagonist at some point. Um, and even Bulma, who, like, was started off as his first friend, hit him with her car. But. <laughs> It was pretty glorious. But but again, it's one of those things where you give somebody a chance and over time, maybe they can learn something.
0: BC Titan Avatar in the chat says, Zuko.
1: Zuko. That's an excellent example.
0: I, it, yeah, I feel like Jasper's situation is a bit different from Zuko's, just in terms of base temperament.
1: We'll we'll talk about that when we get more We're, when, into those when episodes. When we back
0: up a little bit,
1: when we back up a little bit to talk about Jasper. But but for Bismuth as a character, like her ideologies aside, as a character, I think she's very interesting.
0: I loved her design. I her thought the voice, voice, voice acting so was perfect. Uh, Uzo Adu- Adu- Aduba. I believe, one of the Orange is the New Black actresses. And that was the perfect voice for her. Executed so well. Very emotive. Just like, can, the, can you voice more people in everything I watch? The rainbow hair. The fact that
1: she looks like the a blacksmith. The rainbow dreads. Yeah. And oh, she everything. looks like a blacksmith. And even her gem, because it's a bismuth, is so unique compared to other hmm. gems.
0: I just love the description. What's her gem? It's an innie. <laughs> <laughs> not what i would have gone for but bless you steven and again Just good on you
1: good on the people who look for these details in steven universe because i remember seeing a theory about bismuth long before they actually announced it um so it, it's really cool it's like to see a theory like that get pay and get a lot of payoff that's huh. always fun
0: I, I just, I loved that they did this. I loved that this is what they chose to do with technically their 99th and 100th episode. It was a two-parter, but just, you get a half an hour on Thursday and then nothing on Friday. Unless you're Canada, in which case you're an episode ahead. And seriously, please don't show me spoilers. Tumblr's been bad about that recently. So is YouTube. Cut it out, YouTube. It's,
1: like, just thumbnails. It's YouTube's
0: recommended
1: we, thing being we awful. Get, we talk about this every week. Stop it, YouTube. I can't not go to YouTube. That said, <laughs> the
0: audience, you people, have been really good about not sending us spoilers, and we cannot tell you how much we appreciate that. It's, you guys are awesome about that.
1: It's very much appreciated. Oh, it's um, real nice. But, Y'all are great. Uh, at the risk of backtracking a little bit, Do um, it. Steven, in uh, this two-parter, I really loved the way she, when when he, his reaction to the weapon wasn't what she wanted, wasn't what she was anticipating. I really liked that that was her reaction, when in the previous episodes, uh, Steven, you know, we made a big point about Stephen saying, I'm not Rose Quartz. Yeah. You know, I'm not my mom. I am not this same person. Because we make a big deal about that, and then immediately in the next set of episodes, we have somebody going, you! Like, you're lying like you
0: lied about everything well and jasper's been referring to steven as rose for forever and as someone like in the if chat, that's not
1: gonna give him a complex i don't know what will <laughs> a while
0: ago someone in the chat was saying that uh this was uh call Stephen rose quartz week like, <laughs> well you're not wrong <laughs> four four of five four of five we got that
1: Well, I I guess, like, again, if she is going to get a Vegeta arc, then you know it's serious when she eventually refers to him as Steven uh, instead of Rose. Although, like, again, if we're talking Vegeta, it's like, that makes sense. Vegeta always called him Kakarot.
0: (laughs) Vegeta still calls him Kakarot and murdered a lot of people before we hit anything close to a redemption arc. So it's like... It's gonna get worse before it gets better.
1: Like I said, my point is, I really like that we, as an audience, and granted, we we've, we've always been separated from the idea that Stephen is Rose because we only ever know him as Stephen. Yeah. Um. But I really liked that they made that an emphasis point because a lot of the characters forget that sometimes.
0: Oh yeah, Pearl especially. Pearl, I think, is getting better, especially with what we saw of. Well, this is getting back into other episodes, but I like what we saw of Pearl this week. Yeah, I do too. And we will scoot on back there in a bit.
1: (laughs) Positive reinforcement, guys.
0: Positive reinforcement. I just, I really loved Bismuth. I can see where her development went. I'm sad to see her go, and I don't think we'll be getting her back until we have some form of climactic battle or something where we truly, truly need her. Like, she's in the bubble room. Yeah. And we have shown more than once that people can come out of the bubble room. So that's a piece that's still on the table. And Steven Universe yeah. is a show that doesn't forget anything. The but line that got me, she said she lost track of you at the battle for the ziggurat. Um, we I don't know what a
1: ziggurat is. We
0: had, uh, Does anybody know no, it's, the definition it's, for a I ziggurat? Sh- we actually just hit that. I've been watching Critical Role and we just had a whole big thing with a ziggurat built under a city. Um, pyramid, usually magical, usually the form of, Like, are we talking like Aztec point. temple? Yes.
1: Okay, just call it an Aztec temple. <laughs> it's a ziggurat. It's
0: specifically, it may be the focal point of some form of ritual. So, okay. yeah, if there was a battle for a ziggurat, if there was a ziggurat involved, if that's maybe what happened with the diamond song, like that battle was lost and the diamonds went, you know what, fine. Just Fine. I don't know they took their toys and left or they broke their toys and left
1: um i do want to talk a little bit about rose uh before we move on um just this is kind of another example and by kind of i mean it is 100 another example of rose withholding information from everybody else and we've we've made it a point in this series that rose courts lies oh she's like the lot. doctor the doctor lies apparently <laughs> um but It's such an interesting thing because there are a lot of types of lies you can justify. And even this type of lie you can justify to an extent. But after a while, you sort of have to step back and go... I don't think she was right for withholding all of the information that she did from them. And did she withhold it because she thought it was right? Or was she withholding a bunch of information from them for other reasons? And this is kind of tying into what I said last week. We don't necessarily know, or maybe it was two weeks ago, we don't necessarily know how good of a person Rose actually was. And the more and more we hear about her, the less and less perfect I think she is. Well,
0: that's the point. She's yeah. not supposed to be perfect. We just have a lot of people remembering a very idealized version of her from very different angles.
1: And again, she's not that idealized person. She's not a, necessarily a bad person, but for more, the more and more that we're hearing about her, the less and less I think she
0: was overtly good. Yeah. It, it just, it's, I don't it's know. It's starting to we get to need... that uncomfortable point. Oh, it's been at that uncomfortable point for me for a while. Just like, oh, this is a problem. Yeah. Part of me is like, yeah, I can understand why she didn't tell him, you know, you don't want to undermine people's faith in their leader during a war, this, that, the other. But the other part of me is like, at the point where there's only a few of them left, that's where you sit down and go, okay, this is what occurred. This is the whole story. This is why. Because we got that line from Pearl. I had it. I lost it. There it is. It's not always easy to understand Rose's decisions, but we have to stand behind them. Deciding not to use the breaking point and then fighting and bubbling bismuth was one of Rose's decisions. Mm-hmm. And if they'd already had that philosophy regarding her, she should have been able to sit down and explain it to them and say, this is what happened, this is the decision I made, you need to know. And it would have been supremely painful for everyone involved, but then you give it time to heal. I think she, she keeps secrets because she doesn't want to hurt people. She, and that's a problem.
1: I was going to say, that's that's the only excuse I can think of, is that she didn't necessarily have the heart To say, hey, you know, this person you guys think the world of, she just tried to murder me and also created this super weapon that is bent on literally murdering other people. So she might have wanted, she might not have had the heart to admit that to people who look up to her yeah so that might especially because like we forget because we see the crystal gems as they are now, but they were a lot younger back then and probably a lot more idealistic um so
0: yeah, yeah um, can we scroll chat back up a little bit? We had a really good comment in there, and it scrolled past it. We had one from a Blake F it's like a paragraph, uh, a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone we're having some trouble it is not gone forever I liked this comment that one from Blake F Pearl specifically said the war ended 5300 years ago which according to Wikipedia lines up perfectly with the time that the Sahara became a desert (laughs) and I realize, thank you again and I realize that we have an alternate continuity going on here obviously because we have names like the Great North and Empire City and well Jersey is Jersey I mean Jersey's (laughs) always going to be Jersey I think but if that matches up, that's, that's an interesting wild. That's an interesting thought. Wild and pretty terrifying, actually, <laughs> because that implies a lot of fire. Well, and again. Or a lot of something.
1: Again, like. What if the because, a
0: kindergarten?
1: Just because they saved the earth doesn't mean the earth. Doesn't necessarily mean the Earth was in great shape right after. There was a cluster at the center of the Earth that they didn't know about. (laughs) I mean, seriously,
0: dang! There's a cluster. There's a kinder. I wonder if the Sahara is a kindergarten. It might be. Wouldn't that be crazy? It might be because it sucks all the nutrients out of the land.
1: And it's entirely possible that there are other, and by entirely possible, I mean it's very likely that there are lots of other kindergartens we haven't seen yet. They
0: just don't know about, because you've got four people, six at this point if you count Lapis as a crystal gem in full whatever, I don't think she counts herself, trying to figure out all of the crazy stuff happening on the globe. The warp pads are only going to cover so much. Yeah. This
1: this is a very daunting. And task. They, they typically have their hands full with just the corrupted gems that are running around as Oh is.
0: my god, yes. Um speaking of which, I think no well, final thoughts on bismuth?
1: Um, I'm like I said, I'm really glad that this episode turned out the way it did. Uh, it was very anime. I really liked the development for Steven. I really liked I ended up liking what they did with this character, and obviously this isn't the last we're gonna see from her. Oh, yeah, no. So, I'm I'm just kind of looking forward to how they develop this, because you can't just shoo people away in a show like this, and that's that's been their temporary solution to everything is just to kind of shoo everyone away in the bubble
0: room. But, I mean, Centipedal came back, and I don't think anyone was expecting that.
1: I mean, I think we all hoped, but... (laughs) So, yeah, this is definitely not the last time we're going to see her.
0: I love the weapons upgrades. I'd love to see them stay. I'm sure they will.
1: Trident, brass knuckles, and, like, the Morning A flail.
0: (laughs) She got her a flail bismuth rocks <laughs> and just the the comments about your special your unique not many amethysts can do a whip like that and now look at this like i think that's a little bit of what amethyst needed after these past few episodes because she definitely took a beating in the self-esteem department And I love just throwing shade. It's entertainment. It doesn't have to make sense.
1: Yeah, and that was the other thing, too. It was really nice seeing her try to understand because she's like, I can't believe I'm giving a pep talk to
0: Roses. Son. Oh, yeah, that. Son. (laughs) And And just figuring out badminton and the card game and this episode in a microcosm was that episode of Lonely Blade. Like, it's an evil sword, but it has infinite power. And Steven's going, no, don't use it in business. Like, it makes sense to use it. It has infinite power. Like, microcosm of this episode. Right there. Yep.
1: So, all in all, really good stuff. And it's such a shame that, you know, those there are those irreconcilable differences. Yes. Because she fits in so well with them.
0: And I feel like she's a character that you need to bring back out and just kind of... Talk with her well, like she'd yeah. need a lot more work, and no one was prepared for the situation. No one even knew about the situation
1: exactly. And she clearly has a kind heart. The biggest problem is that she can't trust anything that Stephen has to say because based on she's her prior sure experience. that Stephen is
0: like. That's why that. Do you remember me? Do you remember what happened? Do you remember? And then when Stephen has the same reaction that evidently Rose Court's had about, oh, we can't use that. It's wrong you are rose quartz you're a liar and no? i don't believe
1: anything you say anymore
0: and then at the end i'm gonna tell them everything then you really are better than her like oh Who? <laughs> you gonna be okay there i'm in pain i think this is what pain feels like for those of you asking in chat we are not talking about tonight's episode we're going to talk about all of this week's episodes next week because scheduling is fun and interesting when you get five episodes a week. Yep. Let me tell you, that makes life real fun.
1: Again, no spoilers, please. Yeah, We'd please very much appreciate thank you. you
0: Tumblr already dumped one on me earlier today because people don't believe in spoiler tags, but that is my life. I made that decision and I regret it. Uh, let's go back to the first episode we had this week, Gem Hunt.
1: Connie's, Connie's first, first mission! mission! <laughs> Which was so cute it really was yeah it was it's again you know we've seen Connie train and we've seen them in over their heads in an unexpectedly dangerous situation um and so it was really nice to see her go out on an official crystal gem mission um and yeah it was just it was really nice to see that level of trust put into this character
0: And I like that she wasn't absolutely perfect the first time out. Like, obviously she was trying to be, I'm prepared, I have wilderness survival, I have supplies, I've done your training, we work together. i
1: read this handbook. They
0: had her (laughs) recap the mission. Like, she knows what to do academically, but this is her first time in battle. And not in a, there's these gem mutants running around, they're about this big, I have to do this, I have to, like, that was a back-up-against-the-wall they're kind of my size-ish. This thing that came out of there was for you, Kingdom Hearts players. If you're familiar with the Behemoth, the big purple thing with a horn, that's what these looked like, and it was a fairly <laughs> good size comparison too, because she's like the size of its feet.
1: It was kind of like a They're multicolored huge. heartless, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. it was. It was a, they were behemoth. They were snow behemoths. It, it was. That's that's the best I got. But seeing something that big coming up to little 11-year-old you and being like, we're going to fight now. I think she's 12. Is she Does, 12? Yeah. Because I think... Cause it That's It was such a right. shock that Steven was that Steven 14. That Stephen was 14. But yeah, that just... That'll screw you up pretty good. Yeah. Especially since monsters were not a part of her life until about a year ago.
1: Yeah. And again, there's there's only so much you can do to prepare for an emergency situation, Uh, It's kind of like taking CPR classes, and then like when you actually need to use it, being like, "Uh, I don't remember how to do this. That sort of thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things you can practice all you want, but doing it there's doing it in theory, and then there's doing it for real. And you're always going to be like, when you wind up doing it for real,
1: yeah. At least the first time.
0: And I love that we had that, and that she wasn't perfect, and that we ran into that because she's still twelve. Like she's a pretty awesome twelve-year-old. But she's 12. Well, and, and even you if she wasn't 12,
1: even if she was older, she's still just inexperienced. Yeah.
0: And you kind of forget about that with the just anime kids. Like <laughs> all the Naruto ninjas start off at age 11 and you're sitting there going, these well, are not 11-year-olds, what even, is this madness? Even her, she's a very mature 12-year-old yeah.
1: and she's carrying a cloud-sized sword. She <laughs> is.
0: And it's, it's just one of those things where... In shows like this, you forget that the kids are really young, and Steven Universe does a better job than most at reminding you, yeah, yeah, these kids are pretty young, but you still kind of forget that because you see them in combat, oh, this is a thing, they're used to it. So I really liked having this reminder, and I really liked her snapping to it when she heard Pearl's voice on the most adorable walkie-talkie ever, (laughs) and then snapped into action and made it work. But yeah. I I just I love that we did that. Good execution. Winner. Yeah. And
1: and I really liked um showing that Pearl's relationship with both of them in terms of like the mentorship capacity is something where the three of them are really coming together and really gelling like really well.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: and um and just the uh, Pearl in particular was super cute in terms of like the callback to the song, you know, "Balance is the key." Yes, that was that was
0: really great. That was
1: great, and then just even Pearl, like whenever Pearl decides to joke, it's like that's cute. Even if it's not overtly funny, it's like that's cute.
0: You are adorable. And who's your favorite gem, Pearl? Thank you. <laughs> and Stephen did just say, you know. The act like you just made a joke, but it wasn't really funny. It was more of a thinking joke. Like,
1: <laughs> Well, and then even yeah, later right. on when she's trying to contact him, I'm just going to keep talking. Is this about the favorite gem? It was just a joke. Don't tell Garnet. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> just like all, just Pearl was on fire this episode. Pearl was really good this week. I liked pretty much everything we had from Pearl this week. And that's not always something I can say so i just
1: it's been a year since the sardonic stuff it's been <laughs> we it's can let it go it's, it's been a
0: good chunk of time since sardonic's, and it's also i think she's gotten better since ironing things out with greg like i think that's also been a very big part of things yep so yeah didn't get any greg this week Sadness.
1: It's we got lots of him. We last got a lot week. of Greg last week. I was
0: very happy. I was personally
1: very happy to see return to focus on the crystal gems.
0: I, I just it's hard to have twelve minute episodes and balance as many characters as they've brought in.
1: Yeah. Like, but that is
0: not an easy thing to do.
1: And yet, every time they decide to focus on a particular character, it's always really well done. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I
0: missed you. Welcome back. Except when they tried to focus on Lars. That was a problem.
1: That was less about the character of Lars and more about the consent issue. Yeah. I was going to say, don't, like... I don't like Lars, but don't blame the character for that. Those were Steven's bad those choices. Those were Steven's
0: problems. Yeah, but it was still just one of those episodes that was like, go to And problem. again, at least he's not an attempted murderer.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> not a high bar, but like <laughs> some of the characters on this show. Anyway,
0: a lot of the characters on this show. Anyway, Kofi with so his brand. Who should come along? But freaking Jasper out of nowhere. Like absolutely right out of nowhere. Surprise! <laughs> bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. All that fun stuff, just Yeah, I,
1: I mean, I guess she decided to take a hike after blasting off
0: again. Well, and there's a theory that these two corrupted gems are also quartzes, and she's gathering corrupted quartzes. and obviously yeah. they were the same or similar gems because they wound up as the same monsters, they had the same shape, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I mean, and we saw they that they had the with- same shape as amethyst gem as well.
1: And we, we saw in the Centipedal episode, uh, Monster Reunion, that, you know, similar gems will take Corrupt on similar, similarly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's kind of easy to assume that, like, if she is assembling an army, as she says, you know, she can't talk to any non-corrupted gems on the planet, because the only non-corrupted gem she would want to talk to is Lapis, uh, pot- potentially Peridot. Come back to me! No!
0: And I that, can't wait. That for didn't pa- pan out. I cannot wait for Paradox to see Jasper again. I don't know how this is going to pan out, but I want it. I'm sure it will eventually be a thing. I want it. Yeah, a it'll lot. be a very interesting
1: reunion because they didn't exactly have a good working relationship no. when, uh, when they were forced to work together. But at the same time, like Jasper's probably not going to be happy that Peridot decided to sign up with the Crystal Gems.
0: <laughs> You're a traitor to Homeworld. I called Yellow Diamond the claw to her face. She's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like, <sighs> to her <Yep>. face. <laughs> <laughs> to her face. Where am I going to put the star? I'm the new leader of the Crystal Gems. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want to see that. I want this. I want it in my life. I'm sure it will happen eventually. Crystal
1: Gems, attack!
0: <laughs> Everyone just kind of...
1: <laughs> Battle formation! It'll be great.
0: <laughs> oh, Like Power Rangers. Oh, it'll be adorable. So then we go into Crack the Whip, which... We've had these three episodes that basically pile on top of each other back to back to back. Garnet and Pearl heading back up to the great north. (laughs) Minnesota? (laughs) To go Jasper hunting. Kenyatta? Something like that. Alaska. Up there somewhere Somewhere. where they get six months of daylight and they get moose. Wouldn't it have been crazy if the Corrupted Gems had been in the form of moose?
1: That would have been significantly less...
0: Terrifying. It would have been absurd, but I feel like they would have been more dangerous. I feel
1: like I would just see Bullwinkle if that were the case. <laughs> moose
0: are twelve foot tall prehistoric beasts, and they are terrifying creatures. There also be creatures? a corrupted squirrel looking one, so we could have <laughs> moose and squirrels. Yeah, it's I mean, <laughs> Yeah. So we Move we on. continue with Amethyst being the cool mom who is definitely not acting like mom. Continuing with the training, and then just you I was know what? Say, Amethyst is
1: more irresponsible older sister than she, she is. Really cool mom. is.
0: <laughs> Garnet's cool mom. Yeah, like we had Square Mom and Bird Mom, and Amethyst really isn't mom like at all. Maybe eccentric aunt.
1: i I would say more irresponsible older sister but i would also accept accept, uh, like eccentric aunt
0: yeah she's just she's kind of out there she's really not someone you should put in charge of children for an extended period of time although she does give them some really good advice you need to stay loose in the heat of battle you can't sweat the details you have to be prepared for whatever and then that comes together with the all of my training fell into place in battle. Like, you've you've laid yeah. all of the groundwork, and then it's a matter of just letting yourself work with it. Yeah,
1: it's it's not that one strategy works over the other one. It's the two of them together. You have to put in that work. But then when, you know, when the time comes, you can't get all caught up in your head as as she was saying.
0: Yeah, you you have to be able to improvise, but that works better if you have a solid foundation on which to do it. No plan survives first contact with the enemy, but that doesn't mean that you can't still pick up aspects of said plans and just sprint with them. Exactly. And Speaking of contact with the enemy, we, we have a nice little montage of doing irresponsible not adult things and then Jasper from nowhere. I was gonna say, well,
1: because before why? we get back to Jasper, does anybody think it was really weird that she turned into Lars to
0: steal yeah, donuts? No. That was extremely bizarre.
1: That was I think like, the, probably like the biggest bit that was out of place in this particular episode. I was like, that doesn't necessarily feel like it should be here. I feel I'm not like this is against it, but it just feels like something that would have happened way earlier yeah. in the series.
0: But I'm sure this is also not the first time she's done something like this. And I'm sure it won't be the last. No. Probably it was. Not. It was weird. It was extremely bizarre, but Sadie was just kind of like, oh, it's happening around Steven. You yeah, alright? Well,
1: and it's Amethyst not being Amethyst, and then I guess you just mentioned any of the Amethyst being Amethyst. If you just mentioned any of the crystal gems, it's like, say no more. <laughs> just just, yeah, just pay me for the donuts and go. It's
0: like, okay, we got it, we got it, we're good, we're cool, fine. So, yeah, we we get the monsters from the Arctic showing up just walking out of the water like, okay. I guess she
1: lives there now. <laughs>
0: I, I love Steven being like, I remember you too, buddy.
1: And then... <laughs> I love that he always tries to reason with them.
0: It's so yeah. sweet. yeah. Yeah, and then Amethyst taking that one out on her lonesome and Jasper just straight up riding the other one out of the way is like Napoleon or something. Like, hello! (laughs) Yeah, okay. I feel like she is just supremely unhinged at this point. Like, there are synapses that are not firing correctly. I
1: don't know about that. What what it is is that she doesn't have a support group to deal with the trauma she's been through. Um, and all she knows how to do is fight. She said it herself, fighting is her life. It's entirely possible that she was a gladiatory opponent and that, mm-hmm. you know, she might have been a gladiatorial champion and then was called away to do this mission. And, you know, so... It could be that, for one, it might be that it's been a long time prior to these last few months where she's had an actual challenge. And yeah. then, two, you take months of abuse and, you know, psychological scarring. And you go Stockholm syndrome. Yes, and psychological scarring. On top of that, who are you going to blame for all your problems? Rose Quartz. Rose isn't around, so I guess you get the next best thing? Tiny rose quartz. And again... Because
0: obviously that's what this tiny child is. If
1: you're made to fight, and we've had a lot of emphasis on you know, gems are made for one specific thing, and they're born, quote unquote, knowing that that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And they
0: never deviate.
1: And if she's made to fight, doesn't know how to do anything else, then of course what is she gonna do when she comes across a problem or an existential crisis? She's gonna fight her way through it
0: makes sense. She just needed we, a
1: target. She needed a direction. And when Steven stopped her from rejoining with Lapis, she picked one.
0: <laughs> we just got the low on time, Mark, so we are we got 10 minutes. Okay. So, we're going to need to uh speed through these other two, but good lord, poor Amethyst. Yes. Uh taking like- a physical beating, taking an emotional beating because yeah, Jasper is Everything she could have been had she not been all the potential. Say
1: overbaked, overcooked,
0: overcooked. Yeah, yeah. Like stayed in the ground a little too long. Like that is the expectation for a court soldier, regardless of what subset you are. You are supposed to be this, And, and she's not. And again, it was only until recently that she realized that
1: she wasn't what she was supposed to be you know it was Paradox coming in and being like you're not supposed to be this way Who, but you're still cool for being defective and I don't yeah. I feel like defective was never a word that was used around her until Peridot showed up
0: yep like, I feel like she might have known that she was different from normal. But didn't ever have to
1: face that. Yeah. Or Rose face what said she, she could was have been.
0: Rose, Rose says she would was perfect the way she was.
1: So she never had to and question it. And that's getting
0: thrown in her face really badly because Jasper just destroyed her. Yeah. She, she really did the Sonic the Hedgehog thing to great effect. Like, yeah, watching then, someone else do that, it's like, Whoa. And then
1: head-butted her into oblivion.
0: Yeah, and watching Amethyst reform within five minutes, she's still got that eye thing going yeah. on. Did you notice that that eye did not form correctly? Yeah, no. And, and The this- shirt's ragged. Like, this was obviously done in a hurry because she was desperate and in battle and felt like she needed to protect Steven well, and Connie.
1: this entire episode looked like um, they took one of, like, the animation director's from way earlier in the season or way earlier in the series and they were in charge of this episode. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. But the character design for her stayed and I thought that was interesting because... Well, and,
1: and they could tell immediately that she had reformed because her outfit's different now. Well, yeah. Yeah. Again, it was just kind of in a hurry.
0: <laughs> yeah. And obviously this is one of those things where we, we got the episode with, Am- with Amethyst reforming again and again and again and again and again. And obviously not taking very much time with it and screwing around. And it took her like four hours to figure out what she wanted when she actually sat down and did the thing properly. She had five minutes. She probably wanted to be back out sooner because, again, she felt like she needed to protect the kids. And by the time she came back out, they'd finished the battle on something that I have wanted for like two years.
1: Stevani riding lion with the sword and shield.
0: One of my friends, I think it was Lynx, did fan art of that a year and some change ago. Like, this is a thing that we want in our lives, and now it's like, this is a thing we have in our lives! It took them long enough, but it was oh, well my worth the wait. God, it was worth the wait. It was a thing of wonder and beauty, and I am so happy that we got to witness that. And obviously, Stevanni's going to need a little work on their particular fighting style. But Dang! Was
1: it glorious to see them in action? Oh,
0: my God. And Lion as well, just being like, we're not putting up with this noise. We are not putting up with this noise. This, this, nope nope
1: and it's it's still funny too because Jasper was so surprised you know she's like you fused and they were like why is guess. it always fusion well, and it was funny too because they didn't even mean to do it it just yeah. it just happened and so one of these days they're going to charge into battle meaning to do that oh yeah so yeah it, it was it was great this this whole this whole action sequence was pretty fantastic
0: no yeah I get the feeling that we are going to get um Stevonnie training mm-hmm. as Stevani, and I, then being prepared for you know what, what I'm, happens I'm
1: really liking I don't remember if we've seen it before but using the shield um you know and Steven did it first but using the shield as like the Captain, Captain America,
0: America. That, Oh my god <laughs> yeah using it
1: as like a boomerang was it, it's again you know our frame of reference is Captain America and it's pretty cool to see it
0: Yeah pretty much Captain America that shield and it was a thing of wonder and glory and we got we really need to burn through Stephen versus Amethyst, which is sad because this has a bit to unpack. I love the Pearl points. I love Pearl <laughs> being so happy about it. I love the little prize pouch. Took me forever to figure out that the hat he was wearing in the next scene was from the prize pouch. <laughs> Where'd he get the hat? Oh, the prize pouch. Okay. Positive reinforcement has done wonders. And then how did that hat fit in that belt bag?
1: I mean, she does have hammer space That's in true. her head.
0: That's true. It was just definitely one of those things like, what the heck did I just <laughs> witness? Um, Steven having learned the going easy on someone to build their self-esteem trick and trying it hilariously ineffectually on Amethyst.
1: Well, it's it's ironic because he learned that trick from them. Oh, yeah. From that, that whole training test. thing. Yeah, that they did. And so it's just really funny to see him try... Because he's like, well, I was really upset, but like, it. They were just trying to make me feel better. And for such an empathetic person, he can understand that motivation. He's just not good at doing
0: it. I mean, Amethyst is down in the dumps and making egg salad in the garbage disposal. So, you know. That's not something you do when you're feeling good about your life.
1: Well, and, yeah, when you're already feeling that way, having somebody take pity on you like that is the last thing that you want. Or, or like, somebody taking overt pity on you like that, that's, you don't want that. You want to be left alone.
0: And at least Amethyst is aware of the I'm not mad at you, I'm mad at myself, and that makes me screw up worse. Mm -hmm. Like, she gets that this is a cycle she gets into, she just doesn't know how to get out of it. We had a pretty glorious sparring match. Well, like, yeah. that was, and it was the introduction of the bubble mace. Which I Which love. Which is fantastic.
1: And that's I, incredible.
0: I loved the moment
1: right before they decided to fight, too, where you get the flip side of that, of like, I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be better than you at this, and now you're better than me. Now I'm the worst one, you know, implicitly implying that, that he had was been the, the quote-unquote worst crystal gem. And he's like, what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, like, that's not a good...
1: And, like, even though clearly she didn't mean to hurt his feelings, that's clearly what she meant. Oh, yeah. And it's just like,
0: oh. And just having that fight, angrily yelling compliments at one another when they pull off really good moves. And the whole, if I can't beat you, I'm never going to beat Jasper. Like, obviously Jasper got way the heck under her skin. And so it's good that Bismuth did the whole, you're unique, you're awesome, look, here's an upgrade. And by the way, here's an upgrade. (laughs) Yeah. Like, all of it was pretty great. And just man, just the the, the 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 little exchange at the end about, mm-hmm. you know, I'm supposed to be this, I'm supposed to be this, I'm never gonna be this. Well I know what you mean, I'm not Rose Quartz
1: and and my 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 little brother and I talk about Steven Universe a lot, and he was actually saying that that was the line he 's been waiting for for a long time because it 's something that again, I think the characters around Steven forget from time to time you know they were with her for a long time it's hard it 's hard to remember that he 's his own unique person and not the yeah. person that they remember you know Rose being. being exactly. And But he's his own person. He's got his own identity. Sadly, as Bismuth said, he can be better than she was. And I don't know, maybe if they actually stop to talk to him, he can maybe learn from some of Rose's mistakes. Yeah, like
0: the only (laughs) person, it seems like the only person who talks to him at length about Rose is Greg. And Greg obviously has a very limited experience with her. He had like 10, 15 years. I don't know how many years that was. Not many And the rest of the Crystal Gems have had over 5,000 years with her, and therefore a lot more experience. But it seems like they really don't say much. And I don't know if it's that Steven doesn't ask a lot anymore because he understands that it has the potential to hurt them, especially Pearl, Or if he used to ask and they just wouldn't tell him anything, or they'd give him two sentences and stop. Like, I don't know what the situation is, but he doesn't have nearly enough information to go on with how much the situation has been escalating around him. And it's good that that he's not his mom. But he needs to know what happened in order to learn from it. History repeating itself, all that fun stuff. Exactly.
1: He needs to learn from her mistakes, from both her good choices and her bad ones.
0: Yeah. Because she clearly made a lot of bad choices. Oh, she made some mistakes.
1: Or at least some interesting choices. But I have to say, getting back to Amethyst, and I know we got to wrap up, but um, I just want to say that even though that out of the original Crystal Gems, she's my least favorite, this is the most I've ever identified with her. And that's the thing, is I've heard a lot of people say the exact same thing, of like, out of the three, she's their least favorite, but she's the most relatable. And I feel like this episode is the most relatable she's been since the episode about the No Home Boys, where she's like, I didn't ask to be made.
0: Yeah, she she's not a mom, and we expect a lot of momming from the Crystal Gems. Like you said, she's more like the older sister or the aunt, but when she gets real, she gets really uncomfortably real. Yeah. And sometimes that's what you need in this show.
1: And again, it's it's again from the perspective of the youngest Crystal Gem. So she is going through a lot of things that people slightly older than Steven are going through, but, you know, they're very real emotional issues you have to grapple with and wrestle with. Yeah.
0: Just, man, this show. So good. Okay. So, yeah, we, we have a whole lot of people in chat saying, you need to watch tonight's episode. Like, at some point in our we lives, will. scheduling is nuts, <laughs> you guys. All right. Um, thank you so much to everyone who reviewed on iTunes. We don't have I do. time. Well, if we can go through
1: real quick. It should be fine. Uh, Cookie Cat of SU Podcast from Mick Reese uh, 00. Saw this show podcast while waiting for the Fosters and after his <laughs> livestream to get super excited. I was really looking for a good group discussion of Steven Universe, to, so I gave this one a shot instantly feel, it, fell in love with it and went back and watched all of them. Too few oh, of my wow. friends watch this show. I think I need new friends. So now <laughs> I can live vicariously through these lovely ladies as they talk about everything I want to talk about. Educate best, your
0: friends, dude.
1: <laughs> best podcast ever by Muhammad B124. Yeah, the title says it all. Chaps from Richie AA. <laughs> Seriously, the best Steven Universe podcast I have ever come across. Not only do I listen to it on my commute to work, but also love watching on YouTube videos just for so that I can look at the stunningly charismatic ladies' reactions to certain jokes or plot points. Definitely one of my favorite ABTV podcasts. Even tempted to send pizza bits to them for being so consistently intuitive and entertaining. Five stars is not enough for them, in my opinion. Oh, thank you. And then finally, you guys are great by letters. (laughs) The letters. Most of my friends are into Steven Universe fandom, but they are too lazy to listen to podcasts, which makes no sense because I watch this chilling in my bed. This is my first (laughs) and favorite out of all of the 12 podcasts I listen to. Don't judge. I have no life. That's nonsense. Podcasts are fun.
0: Podcasts Uh, are great.
1: Just keep doing what you're doing and uh, make Beach City weird. Also, the Notice uh, Noise magazine is great from the Lars episode. Aw, thank you so much. (laughs) You You guys guys are are wonderful and
0: we adore you. Thank you so much. Um, if you Want to help us out? Do you want to keep us on the air? Best thing you can do iTunes, find us, uh, rate, subscribe, leave us five stars, leave a review. It lets our producers know that you like us, so we get to keep doing this and it's fun. Uh, and of course, we read your review on the air because seriously, we love you guys. We cannot tell you that enough. Thank you so much for watching. Megan, where can the people find you? You guys can follow
1: me on Twitter and Instagram at The Mango. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz and I write articles for the movie Chick. That's Chick with 2Ks. Be sure to check those out.
0: And you can follow Emma Fife at E M M A F Y F F E. That is all Fs and not And if F says in Frank and not any other letter, that might sound like F. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at J, That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. We have Camp Camp later this week, Thursday at 8 p.m. And we have Voltron, Thursday at 10 p.m. Join us for that. They are super fun. Those are really good shows, and you should all be watching them. Thanks again for watching, you guys. Thanks for joining us and leaving comments. Thanks to the chat. Thanks to Twitter. You all are wonderful human beings, and we will see you next week.